Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. I am Chantal Bisson, author of the Without Losing Your Cool book series. I'm also a serial entrepreneur, and I may or may not be married to the world's most incredible husband, but I'm definitely mama to three sassy, fiery, ambitious adult daughters and newly minted grandmother to my grandson, Rory. My mama always said I had the gift of the gab. So welcome to my podcast, Without Losing Your Cool, where I tackle, discuss, and uncover the curveballs that come at you in this messy, beautiful thing called life and hopefully help you get through them without losing your cool. Take it from somebody who's been through a whole gamut of life's challenges, traumas, and obstacles. I'm your been there, done that, but it didn't kill me. It made me stronger cheerleader BFF you've been looking for. Every Wednesday, I will bring you some sassy, tell it like it is truth bombs, moments of reflection, and answer a burning question asked by one of my listeners, of course, and interview some incredible guests whose life experiences, stories, and expertise will make you feel seen and heard. Remember, none of us are alone out there. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited for today's episode because, friends, it is the very first Without Losing Your Cool podcast where I am going to answer a caller's question. So I've had some come in and I've picked this one for today because it's juicy. And Tanya's got like a multi-level question here about stepping into owning your awesomeness and your success. So let's have a listen. Hi, Chantal. Um, I just have a question. Um, Firstly, I've been loving your podcast. I love listening to it. And it's so relatable. And I find myself laughing and nodding in agreement more than half the time. But anyway, I do have a question. How did you and Yannick navigate the highs and lows in your marriage, um, given that you guys are both talented, both building careers and raising children? Okay, I told you this is a juicy question and she's got, it's multifaceted. So I want to cut it into little pieces so that I can answer it properly. Okay, well, first things first, Tanya, um, you know, it was not easy navigating the highs and lows in our marriage, as certainly since we were both in the same field initially when we got together. In fact, um, it was quite painful and difficult, certainly for me. And then because it was so difficult and painful for me that I obviously put that on him and it was tremendous strain on our marriage. When we first got together, granted Yannick had been in the industry for so much longer than I had, but we were at the same level in that we were auditioning for the same project. So my career started after his, I was 16, but it was like fast and furious. Like everything was kind of coming quite easily for me initially when I started acting. So, you know, I had high hopes for myself for sure as a performer and he was Canada's sweetheart and it was um, unexpected that we got pregnant so early on, which was not something that I'd ever had in my like it wasn't on my vision board. Let's just put it that way. Not because I don't love children, but I just, you know, for all the reasons I've shared before, I just didn't know that I'd be a very good mom. So when I was pregnant unexpectedly, it threw me for a loop. And I was kind of cool with it with with the first baby with Brianna because, you know, I was young and I was 20 when I had her and I bounced back really quickly and I got back into acting right away. And even after Dominique at 21, it was fine. I was cheerleading professionally. I was working like crazy and it was 
our marriage was great and and we were getting along and there was no resentment and there was no conflict in that regard but then what happened was he got a tv show i think we were 23 that took us to new zealand and that was the first time that we had to leave and go away and it was it was really difficult for me and that's when the resentment started to to come into my heart in the marriage and feeling like i had lost my opportunities in order to support him in in having his so for him to work it meant i couldn't work and i'd say that that's where the problems started to come and those were definitely the lows i would i would say for sure those were the low times those years where i was doing everything i could to continue working as an actress and it just wasn't happening and instead i was young so instead of taking that out on god divine universe i took it out on him and our marriage suffered for it for sure and i would say absolutely that our girls were privy to outbursts of mine that weren't cool that i wish i could take back so i think that the lows as a couple for us we we didn't we weren't very successful at navigating those and so we eventually had to call in professionals and have therapy and do the work and i think that anybody who's listening right now who's in a partnership where you are having that sort of struggle because maybe you know when you guys came together you were at the same level in your in your careers your work your your aspirations and you guys you felt like you were riding parallel roads and then for whatever reason you know a lot of women have had to give up their careers in the pandemic because you know kids are at home and somebody has to be home with them so there's a lot of emotion that goes along in a relationship where one person gets to kind of stay on their path and the other one has to divert either for family or health or opportunity. And I think it's really important as couples and having been through it and gone through it, what I would say is the most important takeaway if you are experiencing that in your partnership right now where your partner's career is going just swimmingly and yours is a struggle, like you feel like you're, you're, you're like, charging through the swamp is to really be respectfully vocal with your partner with your emotions and how you're feeling and if you're in a relationship with a partner who unfortunately is not open and receptive I was very fortunate that Yannick was always receptive to like hey how can we make this relationship better hey how can we be more aligned how can I support you so I think that it's really important to have the ability to talk to your partner through the lows and if like i said if you are in a relationship with a partner who's not really woo woo and doesn't want to like hear about your feelings and stuff like that first i want to say like well then that shit needs some work but that's a whole nother podcast um but you know then then find your own outlet like find your own way to clear that energy and that feeling from yourself so that you can be in the relationship from a place that's not resentment and not you know anger or jealousy which I you know we had to get go to therapy because I just couldn't move past it so that's how we navigated our lows is we brought a third party in to help us out and to give us tools to get through it and our highs well you know it's interesting right because a lot of people think that when your relationship is in a high, it would be high and it would be easy. But it's fascinating because what I found in my relationship with him, we are going on 34 years now, is that when you're in a high, it's very easy to become disconnected from one another because 
You then are busy, right? Like you're both successful and money is rolling in and kids are healthy and you start to go like this. So things are good, but you're becoming disconnected. At least that was our experience. I don't know what your experience is, but so again, we had to prioritize our relationship. Like we had to call each other back to, hey, I haven't seen you. You, you know, you've been on set for 60 hours for weeks now and you leave when I'm asleep and when you come home you've got nothing left because you've given it all on the floor into the you know on film this is not gonna fly with me like we gotta we gotta we gotta find us we gotta reconnect so when you're high there's the danger of it's so good you forget that it still requires work energy effort and commitment so at that point is when we really started to implement like sexy staycations. Like we would maybe go overnight to a hotel just to be alone, just to have some time to ourselves, to not have anything transactional going on. And by transactional, I mean like, oh, who's going to who's gonna take the dog to the vet and who's taking so-and-so to skating and who's taking this one to that activity? You know, just being a couple. So we had to make that a priority. We had to schedule that in. And we also then had to schedule in date nights. And that was a great way to reconnect. So it doesn't need to be an overnight, but certainly every week, make time that's just you time so that the highs don't become you guys living separate lives, which we were in danger of because, yeah, we're both creative people. We're both entrepreneurs. What we do, both of us, requires a lot of energy, outward energy. And by the time we would come together at night, there wasn't a whole lot to give back to each other. So we really had to make a commitment to one another. Okay, you are my priority. Yes, I've got to build this over here, but I can't let this house with you fall down while I'm over here, you know, building a coach house. So that's, those are the things that we did when the lows were lows. We got input and advice and direction through therapy. And then when the highs were highs, we made sure that we continued to make each other a priority and let the other person know that they still mattered to us. So let's hear what else Tanya wants to know. Um, how did you navigate that? Um, do you ever feel like sometimes you need to downplay your success for each other or your dreams? Um, this is an interesting part of the question because even though we came into our relationship on equal footing, so to speak. I have to say that there was a time in our marriage, or very early on in our marriage, where he he couldn't get a job. He couldn't buy a job. He couldn't get hired. And I was working like crazy. And he was bartending at the time while I was cheerleading, waitressing, and working. And I remember, I remember it wasn't a great feeling. He didn't feel great. And I didn't feel great because we were young. Keep in mind, before you get judgy on him, uh, we were 22, 23 years old. I don't think he didn't feel great because I was becoming more successful than him. I think what he didn't feel great about was that it was all he'd known since he was 13 years old. And he was concerned that it was over. And he wasn't ready for it to be over because he had his own ambitions and he had bigger dreams. It, anybody who's listened to a single one of his interviews knows that he had always dreamed about being James Bond. So I would say that for him, it was difficult for him to watch me start to soar because he was concerned that his dream was over. 
And for me, I didn't like witnessing him out of sorts. You know, here's my my young husband and you know, I was concerned, you know, for us as a family as well, you know, it's like, well, is he going to be a bartender forever? Am I going to be a waitress forever? Because I yet to land like a leading role or a series regular um, like he'd enjoyed. So, you know, there was a lot of anxiety around that when initially when we were young and I was looking like I was going to take off. And then, you know, of course, a job eventually came for, around for him. And that was the series High Tide that took us to New Zealand. And, you know, then something interesting happened because it was at that point that my career came to a screeching halt and never recovered from. And that was, that was really difficult for me because I had, it was all I had ever wanted to be as well. And it's what I thought I was going to be. So there was a lot of anger for me. And, you know, I was jealous, even though he's a guy, um, I was jealous that he got to keep his career and I lost any hopes of one. I wasn't my best self in that situation for sure. And I didn't know how to express all that I, all the loss and the grief and the pain that I was feeling of, you know, being so young and having, you know, what you thought was going to be your life come to a screeching halt when it had just begun. So I didn't know how to articulate that. And so it came out in really awful ways. Like I was, you know, I was an asshole. Plain and simple. I was mean. I was an asshole. And I held him responsible and accountable for what wasn't happening for me rather than understanding that it was just not my plan. Like it was just not my path. So it took me a long, long time to unpack all that. Luckily for both of us, he was, he was patient, you know, and he was, he was committed to the relationship. And yeah, we had our shit along the way and neither of us, you know, were grown up throughout the entire marriage. But I'd have to say that it kind of developed a pattern where we both were a little bit afraid to celebrate our successes. So what I did to change that is like anytime he got a project, I made it mandatory that that became a family celebration. Like we went all out. Even when we had no money, we would like put it on the card, go into debt for it because I wanted him to know that I was in his corner and I was a part of the team and we were celebrating. So that became the habit. So if something great happened to me and my pursuits, we went for an awesome dinner as a family and we celebrated with champagne the whole nine yards and we carried that tradition on with our girls. And I think it's important that as people, we celebrate success that we and we celebrate failure and we celebrate it all like Hold each other up when we fail, but hold each other up when we succeed as well. You know what I mean? Like, don't just like acknowledge success, acknowledge failure, because I got to be honest with you, like a lot of the times, the things that I failed at have taught me more than the things that I've succeeded at. So I would say that we ended up doing a pretty good job of that. But, you know, for me, I'm a very expressive person. Like I just said, like I made it mandatory that we have to have celebrations and I've had to really let go of expectation of other people's behavior, like people behaving in a, in a situation of how I would behave. So for example, prime example of that is like, I think it's totally badass that I've written two books and a journal and started a podcast all in one year while running my marina, which, you know, we almost hit seven figures this year, which is awesome for a business that's only three years old and seasonal. And I feel like, it wasn't celebrated very much 
not from him, my family. And, you know, he'll say to me stuff like, well, everybody knows you're successful. Everybody knows you're going to be successful. So it's no surprise. Well, bitch, it's a surprise to me. (laughs) I'm surprised I'm successful. You know, it gets to the point sometimes when you're an entrepreneur and those of you listening who feel like you've been working at something for years and years and years and years, and you're just waiting for it to like happen and to hit and to become what you what you know in your mind and in your heart it's meant to be you want other people to like cheer you on and cheerlead you so that's something we've had to work on too is like him celebrating me in the way that i need to be celebrated to feel supported so yeah i i i'd have to say that the the best thing to do is to celebrate you and don't don't play small and as women it, we we naturally do that right we naturally just shrink back play small um dim our light because we don't want to offend anybody we don't want to upset anybody i mean i've got a couple people in my life right now who are not the least bit excited about all my accomplishments this year and and it is painful but i'm not going to shrink back and i and you shouldn't either really step into it in, embrace it enjoy it you've worked for it i mean it's yours you did this you made it you know and own it and celebrate it and hey if you want to celebrate it for six weeks celebrate it for six weeks this is one area that i very strongly feel like you do you and you are awesome and you deserve to be celebrated and do so without any remorse or guilt that's the tea on that what else do you feel guilty about sharing your success no you know i often feel like sometimes i have to downplay all of what i do because for years when i first started out um, i wasn't really profitable or bringing in anything you know as it goes in entrepreneurship and now that i'm having the most soul aligned growth um, at hyper speed i feel like I don't share my excitement and success or even the low points because then I feel it's weird to share and talk about it. The guilt starts coming in as does the, uh, as does the, um, what if I offend someone? What if they can't relate to what's happening in my world? You know, all of that starts coming in. So how did you navigate that? Okay. That's an awesome, awesome question. And I had that similar experience. Like I was saying, like for the longest time, I felt like Yannick didn't celebrate me. My girls didn't celebrate me. People didn't like cheerlead me in the way that I needed to. And not for ego, but just like in recognition, right? Um, and here's the thing. You need to find your tribe. So if you have a circle right now that you feel this way, like you feel guilty, you feel embarrassed, and you can't step into all your victories and all your successes and own that and celebrate it then do what I did and I grew my tribe I surrounded myself with women who were where I'm going you know and it's been such a blessing and such a godsend to have women that I can go to and go oh my god and they go yes girl I saw that I love that for you oh my god I have such a deep, deep circle around me right now of women who are like fully, fully excited about everything I'm doing and championing and and holding me up and like patting me on the back. And they're not threatened and they're not insecure and they're not jealous. And I think this is the thing you've got in order to fully 
own you and to fully step into yourself. You can't be looking over your shoulder or you can't be worried about what, you know, have a list like an arm's length long of who's going to be upset when you are successful. If you have a, if your list like this is of the people who are going to be offended, jealous, not get it, not care about you killing it at your career and your list of people who care that like are like, girl, do it. You got to change your list. You're off balance. You got to go make this list larger. And that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. Because it also helps to have people in the same vibrational energy that you're in. You know, people who are committed to their success. And it doesn't have to be in the same line of work that you're doing. But people who get it and people who are focused and aligned with you and recognize that it's a big deal, especially right now. Two years of COVID, anybody who's getting something up off the ground and it's going well, like congratulations, because it's hard. It's hard to be an entrepreneur at any given time in, in you know, economic boom times. It's still difficult and complicated. And most, I think, what is it, like 50% of businesses close in their first five years. So, I mean, if you are, if you're doing it and the money's coming in and you've been doing it and the money wasn't coming in. Do not let anybody pull you into those emotions that make you shrink back. And what will happen when you shrink back is this success will dwindle away. It's, you know, it's given. It's, it's like they say, you know, you got to see it to believe it. And where you put your energy, your thoughts, your energy, that's what you're going to create. So you got to ask yourself what's more important. And it's a tough question. It's a really tough question. Nobody likes to cut people out of their lives and you might not have to cut them out of your lives, but they just might be the people that need to go on the back burner for a little bit. And that's okay because you are here with your own journey and you're here to fulfill your own karmic destiny. And it took me a long time to get there. It took me a long, long time to realize that some people aren't going to like it. Got to do it anyway. All right. So listen, I wish you the best of luck, Tanya. Feel free to message me back and let me know if any of this resonated with you, if I answered your question, if you feel heard, if you feel supported, if you feel like there were some good juicy nuggets of wisdom in there. And if you're listening right now and you have a question that you'd like to ask me, all you need to do is go to ChantelBison.com, go to the little podcast button, click on there, and there'll be a place for you to record your burning question. And I will happily answer it here live on my podcast. Hey, Show up, be blessed, and do you. It's only one chance. Well, that was fast, wasn't it? Here we are, we're already at the end, and I wanna thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Without Losing Your Cool podcast. And thank you also for elevating us to BFF and cheerleader status in your life. I'm so grateful for your support, and I love having you here with me every single week. And most of all, I'm just deeply obsessed with bringing these juicy, raw, and real combos to the table so that you can live your life without losing your cool. If this episode touched you and it made you think things and feel things, I'd love to hear from you. So please share your thoughts and feelings on social media and just make sure you tag us at Without Losing Your Cool. 
You can also subscribe and rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your review so you can be sure to be entered to win some cool prizes from time to time. And if you have a burning question that you'd love to have me answer on an episode of my podcast, go to ChantelBison.com backslash podcast and leave me a message for your question to be featured on an upcoming episode. And you know what? Until next time, friends, do the hard things. Remember, you're never alone and show up like you mean it, all without losing your cool.